Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Journal Entries. This week has been a great week. We're getting really nice weather here, and I feel like with nicer weather, it is easy to feel busier. Is that crazy? Is that do you feel that? Do you feel like when the weather gets nicer, I just feel like it opens the door for more activities and for me at least the desire is there. Like in the winter and colder months, I just want to curl up in a ball and stay inside, but when it's nice outside, I do want to go grab a beer at a brewery or go to the playground with my son more often. I So I'm adding more things to my schedule. And so adding those activities, while they may be fun, it can cause us to feel busy. When I think of the word busy, it feels bad. I, I feel like this sour taste in my stomach almost thinking of that word. When I think of being busy, I personally think of rushing around and overwhelm, stress, chaos, long to-do lists that never get done. And I like keep adding things to the bottom, just like lots to do, right? I was thinking of this and I had a realization when I was reflecting back about a time in my life where my work days truly were busy. They were packed full with calls and meetings and productive work and errands and all the things. And I felt busy and I felt burnt out, if I'm being honest. And that was, gosh, three to four years ago. Fast forward to last year where... I practically had a clear schedule. I just made some changes in my business where I wasn't on as many calls and I could, I had a to-do list, but I could do them when I wanted, where I wanted. So I had a, an open schedule, but I still felt busy AF. Like if someone asked me to do something, I'd be like, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Which made me realize that busy is a mindset. Even if you ask top CEOs, if they feel busy, lots of them actually say no. Isn't that crazy? Even though CEOs have tons going on. And I'm currently going in and out of that busy headspace. But some days my mom will reference how busy I am in a conversation. And I think to myself, but I'm not, I'm not busy because I truly don't feel busy, even though I do have a mile long to-do list for two businesses. I am a single mom. I have all the regular adulting responsibilities, right? All the things. But currently I'm in a phase where I, I don't feel busy. I feel at peace and in control, which, which hit that realization for me of busyness is a mindset. It's an internal feeling. It's not an outside projection of what we do. 
Busyness is a feeling. It's not your to-do list. It's not your identity. It's your comfort zone. I grew up with busy parents. I, I almost felt like being an adult meant that you were busy and rushing around. In fact, this was my journal entry today. So I have my journal right here. And I wrote, we were always busy. My parents made time for us always, but it seemed like they always had something to do and most likely something that they were late for. So I adopted that, filling my schedule and then I burnt out. And then I kind of went into what I already told you about my burnt out. But yeah, we were just always rushing around is my memory of what it was like to be growing up. And we were, we were late to a lot of things. And I don't want to be that way. I want to be the person that arrives early or even just has some spare time. I want to feel at peace with my schedule. I want to peacefully arrive and leave and accomplish and relax. And I feel like rest was my word for 2023, but I feel like I should switch it to peace. I just want this like floating feeling, which I know life isn't like that, but I believe that we can choose how we feel. And I think that there is a way to achieve this because I have started to feel that way. And so I'm going to be sharing with you four tips and include a journal prompt for you so that you can also start to just look at your to-do list in a new light, reevaluate your busyness and see if you can start making some tweaks so that you feel better, no matter what your to-do list looks like. So let's dig in. Tip number one, and these aren't necessarily tips as thinking points, but the first thing is that busyness, as I mentioned earlier, is a feeling. There is a name for this model, and I cannot think of it. If you're listening and you know it, please DM me <laughs> and let me know because it is a very well-known model. I just can't think of the name, but the model is circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, meaning that there's a circumstance that happens or is happening, which then you have a certain thought about that circumstance, which determines your feelings, which determines the type of action that you take. Busyness comes from your thoughts. I don't think busyness is a thought. I think busyness is the feeling about the circumstance. The circumstance being your to-do list. And when you're so busy, you're not paying attention to your thoughts. So you just jump to the from the to-do list, chaos, overwhelm, stress, racing, running and rushing around to, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. So I'm going to run through what that circumstance model is when you feel busy, and then what it can be when you choose differently. So first, the circumstance is the same in both options. The circumstance is you have 10 things on your to-do list, just in this example, right? So circumstance is you have 10 things on your to-do list. The thought in this first scenario is that you have to do all these 10 things today, and you feel busy. And so the type of action that you take is overwhelm, stress, 
chaos. You try and do it as fast as you can. And then you might make mistakes or you might skip something or somebody else comes piling on and add something else onto your to-do list. And then the whole cycle repeats, right? And you just feel busier and busier. When you're in that busy headspace, it never eases up. <laughs> I've found at least, right? It like, it just perpetuates. It just keeps going. Even when you cross things off of your to-do list, something else gets added or we add something else. So that's the first model. Second one, circumstance is the same. You have 10 things on your to-do list. But if you just take a split second to choose your thought, instead of I have to do these 10 things today, the thought is I have more than enough time to accomplish these tasks. Or the thought is I am focused then the feeling might be swapped to something like you might be feeling productive or proud or accomplished, or like you are going to be productive today. You will be proud at the end of the day. You will be accomplishing a lot today, however you want to look at it. And the action that you take from those feelings I would think is empowered and inspired action and peaceful action right? So going through that model and just intentionally choosing your thoughts, that's the key because your thoughts determine the feeling. You can choose your feeling, but it's easier when you have thoughts to back it up. So that's tip number one. Number two, why do you feel so busy and what really matters? I want you to ask yourself this, or you could, this isn't the journal prompt, but you could journal on this too. So ask yourself, why do you feel so busy? You are likely tempted to write down all the things on your to-do list, right? If I, if someone were to ask me, why am I busy? That's what I would write down. Work stuff, uh, birthday parties, family events, making dinner. Maybe you need to bake cupcakes for somebody meal planning, uh, I need to exercise today, all of these things. Again, all those things are outside of us. That's not a feeling. Those are things that we need to do, which then brings into the question, what really matters? And don't believe your brain when your brain says all of it. We need to, I need to do all of it. I need to, I need to have a clean house all the time. I need to work out every single day. I need to do blah, blah, blah all, all the time, right? That's not true. You don't have to work out every single day. I don't believe. You don't have to have a clean house every single day. You don't have to do the dishes every single day. You don't have to send Christmas cards. You don't have to bring anything to the party. You don't have to call your friend back. It feels like we do. But again, if we slow down and intentionally ask ourselves, like if we just reprioritize, do we really need to do this? Now, some things we do need to do, right? But start off with doing the things that are important and from a headspace of that peaceful feeling and wanting to do it, not needing to do it. So like I said, you don't need to bring cupcakes into school for your kid. But if you want to do that, 
that can definitely be something that you can keep on your to-do list because you want to do it. It brings you joy. But remembering that you don't need to be doing that. So doing it from that place of desire and want versus need. And then for the things that you have to do, you know, they're important, but you just don't love doing them. Think about the benefit or what I like to think of, of the ripple effect of doing that, of doing that thing on your to-do list. So one example I have, which might not relate to everybody, but something that I do for my businesses is post on social media. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I just don't love thinking of post ideas. Like sometimes I'm just not in a creative headspace. I don't know like what text to write, or I'm not in a mood to like do a video, but I do need to do that for my business. And I know that the ripple effect of someone reading my post, literally just if I just picture one person who really needs to read my post, if she reads it and she feels better, I know that she can then show up differently in relationships or for her kids or just about go about her day differently, right? In fact, I'm doing this podcast episode on a Tuesday afternoon. When I first launched my podcast about seven months ago, my intention was to have new episodes every Monday. And about two to three months in, I realized that was pretty difficult for me to, to do. And so I kind of bumped it to, I would have them available Tuesday mornings. And so I was doing that for a little bit. And if I didn't have it up Tuesday morning, I just would skip one for a week, which I've only done twice, maybe. And today it's just Griffin is home. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. Griffin is home from school and I just haven't gotten it done yet. But the reason that I am recording right now and uploading later is because I know that if one person hears this episode and feels different and shows up differently and goes about her day differently, other people will benefit. I can visually see the ripple effect of that one person listening. So think about the importance and who is benefiting and who else is benefiting from the tasks that you are doing. And remembering that if you try to do all the things, you're going to be doing them from a place of resentment. If not at first, then eventually. Because eventually you're going to realize you don't want to do them. You don't have the time to do them, right? You feel too, quote unquote, busy. So protect yourself from feeling that self-pity and resentment by having a boundary with yourself of what really matters and doing those things. My third tip is probably my favorite, and this is actually your journal prompt. So spoiler alert, how is busyness protecting you? I heard this question in an audiobook that I'm listening to, and literally I paused the audiobook and I typed it out. I was driving, so I did voice to text and I texted it to my sister and, and I just said like, I need to journal on this later because I was just like, whoa, 
I never, I just never thought of busyness in this way. But the way that this author was talking about it, about busyness, is that a lot of times people who say that they're busy think that busyness creates this importance. Someone who says I'm busy might feel like they are important or maybe more important than other people. Or um, it might, being busy might give you an out, a way so that you can say no to having plans, right? When, when she said that, I was like, ooh, that one's me. So this is what I journaled on. And I, so I started off with how is busyness protecting me? And I wrote down a few things. And so some of these you might relate to and some of them you might not. So that's why I want you to think of this in your own journal entry. For me, when I feel busy and when I say I'm busy, I feel productive, even, even if I don't accomplish very much. I think that busyness equals productive. <laughs> Obviously, that's not true. Um, I also don't feel lazy because I don't rest. Busyness, I almost feel like the op opposite of busyness is rest, which it's not, but that's that's what I feel. Um, busyness is protecting me in that I don't have to be still, right? If I'm busy, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to just sit. I don't have time to read even to do these things that I want to do, but oh, I can't, I'm too busy. Uh, busyness protects me by giving me an excuse to say no to plans, like I mentioned earlier. Also, I thought for me, busyness is protecting me because when I stay busy, I am not succeeding, but I'm also not failing. I'm just coasting because I'm not busy doing the high performing, like key tasks, right? I'm, I'm busy doing the mundane things. So I'm busy coasting, which protects me from the fear of failure and the fear of success. So that was a huge aha moment for me. So really just, it'll, it'll take you a second to put yourself in a different headspace to answer this question, but realizing that busyness can be and is likely protecting you. It can make you feel important, right? But remembering it's not, it's not who you are. It's not your identity. It's just your comfort zone. It's your go-to. It's your brain trying to avoid doing something, avoiding something uncomfortable, so that's where this question comes in is really thinking, what is that thing? Because once we know, then we can work through that. And the last thing is simply getting, getting comfy with and practicing stillness. The more we practice and become okay with quiet, with stillness, with no technology, the more it'll feel safe to not be busy, to not always have to be doing something. It gives space to feel unwanted feelings like loneliness, sadness, 
um, heartache, whatever it might be, that's what you find in stillness. So it's uncomfortable at first for that reason. That's why a lot of people, when they're still, they pick up their phone or they turn on the TV, some extra stimulation because they don't want to feel that. But if you can feel that and then process that, I do it through journaling, but there's lots of other ways, processing that and then getting comfortable in stillness, it can be your your place of peace, right? So getting comfortable, and the only way you can get comfortable with that is by practicing. So I would say start with five minutes, even less if that's too much for you, but start small so that you can become more comfortable in your body without those distractions. So moving on to that journal prompt, I personally don't take action until I'm aware. That is like the key thing that I've realized the past two and a half years. I need to be aware of the real issue and have this aha moment that makes me want to change. It helps me understand how it'll feel when I'm not this way anymore, when I do change, like when I'm not busy which is the peaceful feeling for me, it might be a different feeling for you. So that's why my journal prompt for you to create the awareness for you and that need is how is busyness protecting you? Because when I wrote down my list, I was like, oh, that's why. It was just like a relief almost of like, it's not the answer. There's still more work to be done. And with my private clients, that's how I coach them as we do the awareness piece, but then what, right? But I think that truly just the awareness is enough to be able to kickstart change, to be able to view your to-do list in a different way, to view your life in a different way. And if you wanted to take it one step further, I would ask yourself, what would you do if you're not busy? What would you do with yourself if you could sit and relax and come up with a list of 10 things, 10 or so, however many you want, but choose one the next time you choose stillness. I, oh my gosh, I mentioned this on one of my first episodes. Oh, it's in the notes app on my phone. I think it's called, I'm, I'm searching it right now. Sam's intentional inspiration list. So it was for something a little bit different, but I would call this Sam's in intentional stillness list <laughs> and just come up with some things. And for this list, I had it because I wanted to be able to have options for what I felt like. If the only thing that you thought like if stillness meant meditation, but you didn't feel like meditating that one day, you'd pick up your phone, right? So coming up with that list and then choosing which one do you want to do for five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever you have. Remembering that this is in your control and that you can do it and it will feel uncomfortable at first, but it is so worth it to not feel that rush all the time to calm the nervous system. Your circumstances might not change. We can't change those all the time. But you can change the thought process, which will change how you feel. So who wants to join me in not feeling busy? Because it's an incredible feeling. 
All right. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners. So make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.